I'm sorry for the fuck about. It was just a little bit of a work-filled day. That's totally cool. It gave me more time to um to uh, work on my Christmas song, which arguably doesn't need that much more work. But just you know, it's nice to have a Are you bit done? of extra time. Are you done? I I'm gonna I'm going. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm going yeah. big You're on going this. Big. So um, I'm last year I had like th- we moved house. I don't know if you remember we moved house, mm-hmm. and I had like three days mm-hmm. before I went to Adelaide, like in between that time, and I had to set up Garage Band and all this shit. This time, I'm starting in October. Yeah. Just going to let it ferment. Uh-huh. I'm going to let it sit. Uh-huh. It's going to be high quality, yeah. high production. Well, I mean... Um, and it's going to... It's not. I'm not going to rush it at all. Yeah. I mean, yours was, yours was by far the favorite last year anyway for its sort of... Um, some would call cheap going for the laugh, I suppose, rather than real sort of musical integrity. Um, are you going to try and do yeah, look, like something, you know, a little bit more diligent this year or are you going to just, I don't know, cop out? Look, I don't like that insinuation at all. Um, because I think what I did, I think what I did, I, I appealed to the masses. Uh-huh. I, I'm like the Coldplay of, of the Christmas songs and you're kind of I've like... i said that for ages. You're like Andrew Bird. Like, yeah. that's great, but... Mm-hmm. It's not going to different flavor, you know, yeah. Sort of for more. It's not going to pay the bills, people. yeah, yeah. But uh-huh. um, yeah, mine mine sounding great. Um, I'm outsourcing. I'm getting. Oh, You're outsourcing. Year, Whoa. No, not outsourcing. So that was the wrong word. I'm um, I'm enlisting some help. Okay, that's the same Maybe thing. That. <laughs> that's the same thing. <laughs> okay, you've 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 broadened. Slightly. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say there's going to be some familiar faces on there. It's an audio track and there's going to be faces in it. Shit. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> oh, Interesting. Boy. Okay. Well, that's very exciting. I, okay. I, I look forward to hearing what I'm sure is a very serious and real carol. Why, why are you so keen for me to be serious? Well, I don't know. I just, you know, like you to take something you know serious for the first time in your life and oh, just take the uh take the mandate which is write a nice christmas song and all i'm saying is if i discovered this year that there is rap nonsense in the middle of it no offense to the lovely rapper rap rap nonsense if the, if you go into rap that rap that rap put young c on the map young that c was, that's for free uh, well, I don't know why his, his rap name's not just Casper. Like, I mean, that's a that's a it's better a name Cas- than Young C, isn't it? Yeah, Casper the host. Um, the, oh, that's good. Uh, yes, yeah, so it put it put Casper on the map. I, of course, much love to Casper. He did a fantastic job. The problem I have is with you, of course, skirting around the rules, trying to like but make a laugh out of something which could have been just a really nice Christian message. Yeah, that's the other thing that kind of pissed me off about this um, in conversation with you. Is you keep referring to these songs as carols. What's wrong? Carols uh, are religious. That's what. That's the whole point. We've been trying to write a carol this whole time, and you keep trying to write a song. You didn't write a carol. I wrote a carol. There was you a wrote bloody about choir. Someone called Carol. There was, there was, I wrote about yeah, <laughs> someone called Carol, who was enjoying a, a. I actually listened to yours the other day. Oh, you did. Uh, I haven't listened to it in ages. And. I listen to it too often. 
And um, I always laugh at the um, fuck it's up. <laughs> fuck it's up. <laughs> Always gets me. Good. I'm glad that there's some benefit. I love it. Look, I'm just... Yeah, so you're making a fucking laugh, but when I do it and I, you know, destroy the room... Yeah, yeah. Then now it's a problem. Honestly, I'm just... So I think it's an issue of jealousy. Here, it is a it? jealousy. It's an insecurity thing. I yeah. I really want... I, don't, I, I guess I just want respect for taking this, you know, instruction seriously. And I'm afraid that, yet again, you're going to outshine me by... You know, bringing your superior professional music skills to what is just an innocent religious ceremony that we've done for years, <laughs> which is the celebration yeah. of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior on this podcast. And I'm yeah. just, I guess I'm nervous and I'm, I'm venting a little bit and I'm taking it out on you. You should be nervous, actually. I should be you nervous. You should be nervous, but I'll tell you, you should be nervous in the sense that, you know, I'm going hard in this, but you shouldn't be nervous in the in the sense that I'm... I'm going to be like, I'm going to take the high road and tell you it's not a competition when I ultimately destroy you. Okay. Well, that's that's not very comforting at all, is it? No. I guess not. Okay. Um, yeah. Looking forward to Christmas. Do, do, so you'll probably be home nah. um, with the bubble. No? Nah. They just announced the bubble. You're not going to do it. It's not a bubble. It's a one-way bubble. They're, um, that, oh. So, uh, Adelaide is allowing New Zealanders in without quarantine. That's great. Right. But I can't go back without paying the three grand and the, doing the two weeks of mandatory hotel isolation. So, until New Zealand accepts Australians or accepts people from Australia without um, similar trust that it's, you know, going to be COVID-free, then it's, mm. it's sort of, it prohibits me from going. That makes sense now because I didn't register that when you told me that earlier today. Yeah. The other thing that's an aspect of it as well is that theoretically um, I could afford to be in isolation for two weeks if I came back, if I really needed to, both financially and time-wise. But the other thing is that I'd want to bring KC along with me and then when he was coming, like if he was able to get two weeks off, say, to go to us, he wouldn't be able to get an additional two weeks from work to come back and do it from a hotel. Um, so yeah, until there's an actual bubble in which it is uh, mutual trust and mutual security that there will be no COVID brought into the world. Um, oh no. Yeah, I, well, I probably sad. won't. Yeah. I probably won't be home. Cause that's the only time I, I see you every year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, it is a bit well. sad. Well, welcome to deep forward, everybody. Oh, Thank you for joining me. It's a uh, absolute delight having you here. Tickled, tickled pink, honestly, by your presence. And uh, looking forward to another exuberant and exciting show in which we just talk about fun things. Um, sitting through the internet with me is my friend Michael. Yellow. And I'm Nick. And it's, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> it's not a big deal. So. I, I, it is kind of sad. I am sad about it. Like I feel sadness now. Mm-hmm. I feel the feel. I feel the emotion. Sad, mm. which you recognise <laughs> based on those uh, those face cards, which show you the way that the mouth moves. Uh, I'm really. I'm getting really good at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're getting really good. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is. It's look. It's vaguely possible 
vaguely that if Australia got its, you know, national cases down and had a rolling average under, you know, a couple nationwide, um, maybe in time for Christmas they'll open it up. But yeah, but that's the thing because, um, well, I mean, they're all kind. Of, everything that these that um, the government is saying is kind of gearing t- towards. Uh, a COVID normal before Christmas, so allowing domestic travel for Christmas, but just at the rate that it's going, you just can't really see it. I don't know. I, I I I think internally in Australia, it's plausible. I mean, how many national cases did you have today? I I think the your numbers are national cases. Oh, oh sorry. Um, I think your numbers I are. I don't even. I thought it's. I don't even care about the rest of the country at the moment. Well, that's that's kind of the thing, though. Like, it'll take... So, Australia today had six new cases, right? Six. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good. The active... I six cases right here in my room. Okay, that was weird. Um, it, there's 1,388 active cases. You give that two weeks, and you might be looking down to, you know a pretty manageable level. Mm. Um, It is not It's that rolling 14-day average. It's the rolling 14. And and Melbourne, I mean, massive congrats. There's been some stats going around lately that, you know, France and um, a couple of places, when they had their second wave and when Melbourne was reporting 600, 700 cases, um, where they ended up, were like 15,000 cases in France and, and a burgeoning, you know, real problem. And Victoria's mm. down to one. Like, yeah. it's been fucking tough. And I'm very empathetic with what you've all endured, which is, you know, a really endless lockdown and isolation. And mm. yet it has worked. It has really worked. And there are, you know, global health scientists um saying that Victoria has done it, done a second wave better than just about anywhere. And I know that it's like, mm. it's had its costs, but if it means that Christmas, you're going to be able to get around and go and see family and, and be confident across that massive continent that you're basically safe. That is an incredible accomplishment. Yeah, it's true. But what's, what's Christmas without you? Is there, uh, does it even happen? Do you know if that happens? It's like a um, tree falling in the woods. The ghosts of Christmas past and present and future is coming to show me what the world would be like if I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I am. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm. I'm seriously gonna have to make new Christmas traditions over here. And that's so exciting. What, what do you expect that you'll be doing? So I've already been invited to several. First of places, all, I don't like this kind. one bit. I don't like. I don't want you to have new traditions. Okay. I don't want you to do anything. Actually, for the listeners, I want to you. be clear. What happened was, for the past probably six years, I'd say, um, Michael has been back in Adelaide for Christmas. All his cousins and family gets together. Excuse me, I don't know what just happened. There. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was going in or going out. Um, oh. Uh, all his uh, family and cousins catch up at Dan's house and I would come around at the end of my Christmas day and hang out with them into the early hours of the evening, which is lovely tradition. Yeah. yeah. So I think that this year uh, it's likely I'll go hang out with 
my friends Sean and Chloe and Fee and Ben. They said they're doing sort of an afternoony thing. Um, I suspect that at sort of my lunchtime, it'll be Australian morning and I'll do a kind of remote Christmas <laughs> with the family. Mm. And uh, hopefully, I mean, either the parents will go to George in Melbourne or she'll go to Adelaide, depending on what's possible. Right. And um, and then we can, you know, exchange those pleasantly pleasantries at a distance. Um, but yeah, mm. it'll be it'll be weird. It'll be sad. Uh, but yeah, because you know, when you when you live abroad or you live away from home. Um, and obviously none of us have been able to travel at all this year. Well, you have kind of, but we haven't, usually I would go back to Adelaide, you know, two, three yeah. times a year before Christmas. Yeah. Haven't had that. Plus Laura's moved over here now. So mum and dad have got all their, all Kids their away. children away. So if Victoria, if we can't move between uh, South Australia and Victoria, they, I mean, they've said that they're going to take off. They just bought a place in Queensland there. They're just like we're going to go, go, go to Queensland and and uh, live at Noosa for a while. Wow! Yeah, if, if we can't come back, if to you Adelaide. can't get and visit, yeah, yeah, it'll be it will be like there are things about that which will be nice. Like I like seeing you and my friends on Christmas Day, and now I can see you know New Zealand friends over that holiday period, which I've never had a chance to do. You know, I was. Mm my boyfriend will still be here. We can still, you know, make Christmas treats and, you know, give gifts. It'll just be done at a distance. It's make Christmas treats. I'm thinking specifically about making a trifle. I always make a Christmas trifle. Do me a favor and don't say we're making Christmas treats this year. Gross. Why do you make it sound so sexual? Because you did it. You fucking did it when you said treats. Don't say treats. I just love being covered in cream. You're going to just put in a, an applause in there. <laughs> Either that or a trombone. Wah, <laughs> yeah. wow. Love a wah, wow. Yeah. Should I tell you, I, uh, I cracked a rib. You Should cracked a rib? That? Yeah, you did yeah. tell me that. Fell you down actually, the I was going to say you actually look well, but I suppose that's on the inside. Yes. Well, it is on. That's the interesting thing. It what, is your on, the ribs are on the inside. <laughs> no, 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 no. So. So the problem actually is now that I might have a partially collapsed lung and oh. the rib and the rib is not so much the issue anymore. So I fell down the stairs. Everyone's first question, by the way, guess what their first question is when I tell them that uh, yeah, I cracked a rib. How did you do that? Uh, close. Well, there's a, they said, how drunk were you? Okay. Wasn't drunk. Wasn't drunk and I resent it. So, I mean, I had been drinking, but I wasn't drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, we have we have like a rooftop terrace and it was raining and I went up to go grab something and I put on these um, slippers that I got in India. Weird, weird time to brag. I've been to India, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just picked that name up off the floor. <laughs> and uh, they've got no sole. And um, I slipped on literally... I was holding a... I was holding two things... Um, one of them was a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> the other was a bottle of wine. And, um, okay. Wasn't drunk. Wasn't, wasn't drunk. drunk. I was just wasn't carrying drunk. a bottle of wine and a it's glass very, of wine. 
The evidence is very incriminating. Uh-huh. The ve- evidence is very incriminating, but I swear to you, I wasn't drunk. And I that's blew a point five, point oh five. but in New Zealand, that's actually under the limit, so that's fine. 0.05 is under the limit in New Zealand. I actually don't know what the limit... I'm pretty sure it's 0.65 here. Let me see. New Zealand. What? It can't be that. What's the... What's the? It's 0.05 in Australia, right? Uh, yeah. But uh, I wouldn't know. What? I'd be shocked. How does that... Uh, ugh, what does that mean? 25 micrograms per litre of breath. How, look, that's, that's fucking that's useless. Point, that's point, point, point oh 0.025. Two five. Yeah, point so that's 0.025. That's what? less. It's less? Yeah. Okay, I need to go That's to like a different That's like half of 0.05. Yeah. So you can't really do that. Point. I can't believe you thought it was 0.65. That's... I'm... Yeah. 0.65 that's is like weird. tipsy. Yeah, that's quite a lot. Um. Anyway, sorry, I got off track. Yeah, so um, I was carrying two uh, items... Had these slippers on, no sole. I'd just been out in the wet. On the f- first step, I it was like it was like seeing someone in like a nineties movie slip on a banana peel. Wait, I so went, was this outside? Whoop. Sorry, no. So I was up on our roof. We've got a roof terrace. Oh, la di da. Yeah, we are very la di da over here. And um, yeah, I was up there. It started to rain. Came downstairs, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, slipped on the first step. Went um, legs up, uh, fell straight on my back, and we're not talking like three or four steps here. We're talking like ten to thirteen Oof. steps. Oof. And I, and I, I also, but by the way, I've got my um, my Bluetooth noise cancelling headphones in. I'm blasting War on Drugs at the time, so it's like this cinematic thing that I'm so disoriented um, because my senses are kind of cut off. And I'm just I'm just realizing while I'm falling that I'm falling down the stairs. That's why I've always like... said you shouldn't mix drugs and alcohol. Nice. <laughs> that was you off? Yeah, that's you. All right. <laughs> that's me. Yeah, <laughs> can't see it on my podcast, but I am off. That'll be it for today. <laughs> <laughs> it's only downhill from the from that. Um, yeah, and then I yeah, so I, was, I fell all the way down the stairs. Music still blasting. Glass smashed, cut up my hand. Um, and then, like, this is at, like, 1 a.m. So Emma rushes up the stairs. She's like, what the fuck is happening? She thought she thought uh, we'd been attacked. Um, <laughs> Do you know that that's and... what she thought? Or is that your guess? E- She'll say, who's know. attacking uh, us? Is that, is, is that a log- uh, logical leap that you've made there? Well, she... She's constantly afraid of being attacked or robbed or something. Okay. So it's not without yeah, precedent. She's paranoid. No. Um, I, I did just make that up, though. I don't really know if she, that's what she thought. She probably just assumed that I was dr- drunk, drunk and, and had fallen down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Which I wasn't drunk. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah. And then I'm like, she, she comes up the stairs. I'm trying to, like, pick up the pieces. The pain that I felt was... It was extreme. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, so I went to the doctor the next day because Emma made me and I I couldn't get out of bed for like 30 minutes. Like I couldn't physically get out of bed. Yeah. Like I, I, when I would try to move myself up, 
I it was just the most excruciating pain ever. Yeah. So I went to the doctor and she she said um that you've probably got like a minor fracture in the rib, here's some painkillers. She didn't she recommended not getting an x-ray. Uh-huh. Um she was like cuz I mean you can get it for confirmation, here's a referral for one, but it, they're just going to tell you you got a minor fracture at best. Anyway, so I do the weekend by Monday, I'm still in a lot of pain, so I went to get an X-ray. Yeah, and um, and then the results come back the next day. She calls me and she says, "Yeah, you've got a you've got a minor fracture in your rib, but uh, I'm more worried about your lung." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" She says that I have like damaged the lung somehow, and that it's now like bruised and filling up with fluid uh, with fluid, and has like partially like collapse oh good yeah um but then she said it sounds she said it sounds worse than it is because i was i said that's exactly what i said i was like oh cool <laughs> um and <laughs> uh, yeah so it feels a lot better now but um so did they give you yeah. like antibiotics is it just a painkiller thing you just have to wait it out like it's i'm i'm only on painkillers right yeah but um they i'm kind of i didn't take one one um painkiller today oh i'm trying to not because i've got the strong stuff i've got the codeine and i don't know how like it's fun to take and everything yeah um you know i don't know how close you can get to like being dependent on it because i was taking like four or five every day yeah for the last week i mean but like like, rib ribs (laughs) they're famously painful fucking bones to break yeah, my mm. my cousin would break ribs. She she'd had um quite like a serious bout of I don't know pneumonia or something called, and was coughing so hard that she cracked a rib. And Whoa. yeah, like it was it was fucking intense. And like her rib pain is is off the charts. That I'm I'm pretty sympathetic. It's she still it, got it. Uh, I'm not sure what the latest status is. Of it is, but yeah, I think it's I think it's ongoing a bit, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that's but, the thing that I was saying before when uh, you were saying uh, about it being inside, is that I don't actually have any bruising around my around that area. Yeah, like no bruising. I've got it all down my leg, but no bruising in that area, and it's so show weird. me a leg I bruise. Mm, I mean, I have to show you my penis. Oh, okay, if, damn. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you can put it in the chapter notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone, uh, just get out your phone and have a look at the uh, the chapter art. You'll see uh, Michael's penis. <laughs> just because it's a um, square image, I had to crop out the leg bruising, so it's, it's a little unfortunate. Yeah, um, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, it it feels like um, maybe it's not. Maybe this is obvious and that I'm being stupid, but it was something that I was thinking on that it's just this thing inside. Like, I've never been aware of my lungs. Like, they've just been inside of me and I'm aware of my muscles and stuff because I've only got three. (laughs) But um, I've never been, like, aware of my lungs. And when she told me, like, I was focusing on when when I initially thought that it was, like, a rib fracture. I was like, ah, my ribs. It kind of... Then she told me it was my lung, and then I automatically I could be like, "Yeah, it is oh, my lung. it I is can my feel lung." That it's yeah. my lung. Um, and then it's yeah, so it's weird that I've just never thought of my lungs before. Like I have lungs, and I've never seen them, 
and they're in there and they've been there my whole life. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we were people too. Yeah. And look and out you're for us. Starting to regret the 10 years of smoking. Oh, uh, why did I mistreat you? Well, yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, well, that's one. That's one consideration I've had. In, did it in, um, since? Did it uh, affect your appetite? Like I'm, I'm thinking in that area, right? So you've got, you got rib pain, you've got lung breathing. Are you like, were you just like, I this is, I don't want to like eat too much. Do you know what I mean? Because in like the stomach area and everything. Um, no. I didn't think that at all. I'm so out of touch with my body, with like with the aches and pains of my body. You know, I'm. You're in your head. Also, you ignore that sort of stuff. Yeah. Also, emotionally, I'm out of touch with myself. I'm not being funny here. I'm like, yeah. I'm. I think I'm. I'm starting to realize as I get older how out of touch I am with certain aspects of my, of my existence, right. uh, my personal existence. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and in what in what it. way? Like you're you've suddenly realized, you know, oh, every time I walk, my leg clicks, or you suddenly well, realize, it's, oh, it's been more. I, I I if I think about it now, I was in a bad mood today, but I didn't know yeah. it until like I thought about it or someone pointed it out. Very much that um, that I you know been in bad moods or I or um. I think I've said it on this podcast many times that I can only recognize how happy, like how happy I was uh, retroactively. Um, Like I would, I would reflect back on good times and I would think they had good times, but in the moment, I don't think I was, I think I was present to a degree, but I wasn't actively acknowledging to myself that they, I was happy in those moments. And maybe you can't do that. And maybe that's like a, more of a mature thing. Maybe no one does that. Um, but I also with like food, I, I only just starting to realize that certain foods make me feel shitty. Right. Not literally, but well, literally. Well, I guess. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or what foods you know, make you feel like, shitty? Like pasta. Like carbohydrate. Yeah, kind of. Or... Yeah. Well, I only just realized... I only just realized that pasta was bad for you. I literally thought pasta was good for you up until the age of 28. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not the least healthy thing you could have, but it is like pure carbohydrate. It's pretty bad if you have it most of the week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Which I've stopped doing. Maybe that's actually what the discomfort is now. It's realizing, oh... You know, your body was expecting five pasta meals a week, and mm. and it's it's in withdrawal. Well, pasta is the the best food. It's on the food pyramid, right? It's like pasta and bread and like grains and stuff. You're like, yeah, that's that's my quadrant. Mm. That's where I want to yeah. be. Yeah, dude, that's where the party's at. That's where the party is. Yeah, don't come at me with your bloody uh, vegetable triangle. But that's the thing. Like I do, I've been trying to eat a ton of spinach now. Like I, I my, I've been having a smoothie for breakfast. Um, oh yeah, and just chucking in like everything that I like, all the nutri- nutrients that I need to start the day. Like I've got cereal in there, 
Not like Fruit Loops. <laughs> like some, Cocoa Pops. Yeah, like, yeah. Sultana Bran, some avocado, berries, You're putting Sultana Bran in with Sultanas? I'm putting or just literally the Sultana in. Right. No, wow. Okay. Just so, pouring in the packet. Walk me through this. Okay. Sultana Bran? Yep. What was the next thing? Uh, like frozen mixed berries. Okay. Yeah. Good. Fro- frozen mango. Okay. Yeah. Maybe half a banana. A lot of um, fruit in a, this. A couple of uh, a couple of um, tablespoons of um, yogurt. Yep. Um, Greek yogurt, vanilla uh, yogurt. Greek yogurt, no sugar. Uh huh. Um, a bunch of spinach, some protein powder. Uh huh. And maybe some nuts. Okay, wow. And is it a... It's an awful colour. It's an ugly, ugly I was going to say, is it uh, like a liquid at the end or is it sort of like a, a solid chunk? It's a thick liquid. Uh, but I, one of my friends is a personal trainer. He said the thicker it is, the better. Okay, is it... <laughs> okay. There's some science behind that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Between like the way that your body digests it. I don't know. Yeah, it's full of gelatin. I put like <laughs> I put lime frozen jelly crystals in it, and yeah. it's it's real thick, so it's got to be good for you. <laughs> well, I put not everything that custard powder is in. It is it is <laughs> three bananas and four and a half tablespoons of custard powder, and it's just delicious. Hey, if that's the rule, that's the rule. Are if you putting thick, in milk? It's quick, uh, yeah, some milk as well. Cow's milk, just to. I've started drinking cow's milk again. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I was I was on the soy uh, soy milk for a while. Yeah. I'm back on cow. Riveting stuff. Are you... <laughs> uh, here's, here's the one which weirds me out, out of all of that. It's the sultanas. It's the sultanas in that mix. Just makes Why? me feel so uncomfortable. Mango, Why? berries, banana, milk, yogurt, you know, your various powders and, you know... Why? What's it about sultanas? It just... Uh, that's the flavor where I'm like, hmm, and I don't know what that is. I even, you know, I used to like... They get so chopped up. They get minced up. Yeah, I know how blenders work. It's just, <laughs> it's a flavor thing, you know. That's a very... Sultanas don't normally go with things, you know. Sultanas are kind of their own... They're the star mm. of the show. They're, they're a bit of a limelight hog. E- okay, well, maybe. But I'm not really drinking this, uh, you know, to enjoy it. I'm drinking so it doesn't it taste good at all. Tastes all right, but I, I, I dare got, you to try like, a version which doesn't have Sultana right. brand in it, and I think it'll be much nicer. <laughs> well, maybe you're right. Maybe I'll get the. Um, do they have just bran? Yeah, just get bran powder, or just get like a. Um, when I was a, when I was a, a kid, a, I always wondered who got the um, who got who purchased the bland cereal boxes that yeah. were just bran. And well, now that I'm thirty, cereal. <laughs> just just get it from like the health food aisle. Just get actual like the fiber. Um, I want the fiber. Fiber, yeah. Just get there's what there's like a Woolworths brand that's just like gentle fiber, and it's basically exactly what you're looking for, but without <laughs> going through cereal. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe I'll do that. Hmm. I didn't know there was brand powder. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's just brand flakes, or you could get um, what's the other one? Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> We're on fire today. Look out for that, guys. It's like just it's, do it's it. Three, you should do it now. It's three you letters. Have to do it. It's three letters, and it's like it stands for like almond, and like it's like ground up nuts and fiber, and I can't think of what it is. Oh, LSA. Get some LSA in there. All right. Um, do you have any, uh, do you have any, what's been happening with you? Do you have any stories? Yeah. I mean, we, um, we had an election this past weekend, so, oh, you yeah, know, it was quite a, a democratic, um, uh, electoral kind of energy going around the country and quite an exciting result in which Jacinda Ardern was reelected and not just narrowly, but by an absolute landslide, which was all yeah. very reassuring expected. <laughs> it, it was expected but you never know exactly how it's going to go until the day and it was reassuring to know that my perception of how new zealand had done with the covid stuff um and how their government had handled things was reflected in the the people at large as well and i mean it wasn't even just the covid stuff though that was obviously the narrative of the past year but even, you know, a year ago, going back, 18 months ago, going back to the terrorist shooting, you know, the, with the mosque. It, like, she really mm. endeared herself to a lot of people 18 months ago in her handling of that crisis. Was so, that 18 months ago? That was, wow. 18, that was March of 2019. Um, wow. So, yeah, I, um, I was quite um, relieved in many ways to be like, okay, good. Like, we know that this woman was internationally admired and like the adoration of of the way new zealand had handled things was was pretty uh, evident but it, it can be one of those things where like internally to a country that person who's internationally popular is not that popular and i just didn't want it to be mm. the case that she like got the bounce after so handily yeah. navigating through so many of these difficult situations. Well, Particularly in the age of Trump, Trump, it's like yeah. everything's up in the air, you know? Yeah. You don't know how... I think that the, the, the shock and surprise of Trump winning the 2016 election kind of put everyone on edge around the world. It's like, shit, anything could happen. Yeah. Even though it's less likely to happen outside of the United States. Yeah. But but, I th- but there's kind of like an, an energy that travels around the globe. Like it's social media kind of that's that, because the world is now more connected. Uh, that's the thing that's kind of, kind of um, putting everyone into groups um, and creating echo chambers. Yes. But I think that the real cause of some of that political stuff is we've talked previously has been the Murdoch angle of it all his branded conservatism yeah. in the u.s and the uk and australia has pushed these kind of you know ridiculous figures into very prominent positions and new zealand mm. just doesn't have murdoch it, it's they're just not over here they have you know the media industry here is small and it has its own problems of of you know lack of funding and lack of money makes you know quality journalism pretty rare and pretty difficult but it it still exists here, and it exists without the biases of a fucking ninety year old billionaire. Um, what is he doing? Like, what? When you're that old and that wealthy, what? I don't. I just can't understand why it is important for you to have power still. Like, why do you still care? 
I guess because the people that end up in those positions always wanted it and that's that's their personality, right? Like it is it is that domineering mm. spirit. Yeah, I guess it's it's a game that, to them, I think. Yeah. Though I I was listening to a podcast um and they were talking about taxing the rich or uh oh, this was before this is before Biden got the Democratic nomination. They were talking about Bernie's chances for winning. Um, and they were saying that Bernie would tax would tax the rich. Uh, and then they were saying, I'm not, I'm doing a shitty job of explaining this, but they were saying that for billionaires, it's kind of, um, you know, when you've got Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders saying, um, you've got too much money, they kind of take it like, like personally insulting. It's like I, in their head, they think that they've earned earned this. It's like if you had the high score at Buck Hunter in some <laughs> pub, yeah, and then yeah, you were the, you were the leader, and it was your name up the top, and then someone comes in one day and says, "Not only are you not the leader anymore, we're going to wipe the game." I mean, I, that even that metaphor is a little bit... And I know it wasn't a serious one, but it, even that metaphor is inaccurate because, you know, the argument made against this is that actually the people who become billionaires did so in a way that was disproportionate to their actual efforts and, you know, uh, is reflected on their ability to capitalise on some of society's loopholes and oversights. So it's kind of like someone... I don't know, getting the the reset key to Big Buck Hunter and like setting it up so that you've got like infinite ammo and and you manage to employ like seven other people to go through and stand there all day and shoot for you. And then when you do get that high score, that you come in and you put your name on it. Like the, the metaphor is falling over, but you understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, yeah. the criticism is not actually that you earned this thing and we're taking it away from you is actually the fact that <laughs> you didn't earn this and that the fact that you exist is actually the problem, the systemic problem. Right. Well, it's it's that when you get a cer- when you get a certain amount of money, it becomes easier and easier to make more money. And to enshrine your own power. To then right. spend those hundreds of millions of dollars instilling you know uh politicians and judges that agree with your mindset and maintain that stranglehold that's why the threat Mm. is there right that's why they didn't that's what the personal attack was it was the risk of having their limitless power limited effectively yeah right um but you so you had an election party i was so jealous of your election party because i've always wanted to have one and I've never been to one that's not been terribly depressing. Oh uh, yeah, it's um, it was it was nice. I didn't host it. I just went round to Ben and Fee's, and you know, Casey came along, and we uh, drank and ate dip and watched as the results came in. I mean, going in, all the expectation was Jacinda would hold on to it. Within an hour, it was pretty clear that Jacinda would hold on to it. Part of the sort of fascination was, um. Or the enjoyment, I suppose, was watching the news, you know, commentary panel who had guests on um, 
from various like political analyst groups, but also politicians, um, the the reporters or the the hosts would turn to a former member of the Conservative Party and ask her, "This is looking really bad, isn't it? Why do you think your party has failed so much? Do you think you know?" And like trying to be fair and balanced, but also but also like fairly represent the fact that all of the numbers were looking very bad for this conservative party and watching, you know, this woman sort of who had gone on to this show to be a perspective for the conservative group sort of, she, the poor woman looked a little bit shell shocked to be honest that her party had lost about 50% of her seats and she in real time was having to, magnanimously respond to questions about their failings and explain how this had all gone so terribly wrong while simultaneously processing her party's complete failure. It was um, a little bit, a little bit sadistic, but also, you know, good TV. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. I didn't even realize there were conservatives in New Zealand. Well, you know, on a global scale, they're pretty centrist, I suppose. But mm. yeah, it, the, I think the ultimate thing, which they had a couple of fuck ups, and, and this is a bit of minutia that's not really interesting to too many people, but they changed um, leaders three times in the space of six months. So someone was basically, um, there was a spill, someone took over party leadership, and then that second person realized they didn't want it. And not only did they not want it, they were having panic attacks. They were being like su- getting super stressed. They were like, it was the poison chalice thing of like, this is what I always wanted. And now I have it and I hate it and I'm not good at it. And, you know, <laughs> full credit to this guy, Todd Muller, who realized that he, he was not suited for this job and he was stressing out. And you can, there are interviews where you can see him literally sweating on TV, where he's having actual panic attacks, like live in, in this kind of situation, full credit to him. He was like, I can't do this and stepped away to um, look after his, you know, mental health. And subsequent has been like, I always wrote off panic attacks and anxiety as this like ridiculous thing. Like just get over it. Like don't, it's not a real thing. And now that I've experienced it, I know 100% that it was real and uh, it's completely changed my perspective on mental health. And I was like, well, I'm fucking A, man. Good on you. Um, quite an endearing yeah, it's in, quality. It's nice to see people admit that they were wrong or change their position. Change their position, like, yeah. I feel like I feel like a lot of the time these days people are too scared to change their position. Mm. Um, or even with like, I don't know. Jordan Peterson or someone, if he has like a view and then he he changes his view, he can get criticised for that. But it sh- we should be applauding people who change their position. Yeah, when know, as long as they're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, and then anyway, yeah, a third woman, third leader came in, Judith Collins, and her she'd wanted the job for years and years and years, and finally got her chance. And she's just like a relentless attack dog. And one of the real successes of the COVID era of New Zealand was the whole country came together and, and they took on this very difficult challenge that was a sense of unity. And then when she got into power, her um, political style was attack. It was an attack, attack, attack. It was, you know, you fucked this up. You didn't get this right, blah, blah, blah. And I think realistically for a lot of people that just played as discarding the hard work that the general population had put into it. 
you know, like if you come in and say this was wrong and it didn't go right and you fucked it up and you caused this, you know, kind of hardship and the rest of us are standing around going like, well, we had one case today and, you know, we're, we're just about the only place in the world other than a few Asian countries, I should say. But like we're getting to go around and go into cafes and not wear masks anywhere. It it just, it really <laughs> positions you against the work of the public right it was a very strange tactic yeah anyway speaking of um obesity mm. i'm down to 82 kilos oh very well done and you started at um 80 88 five okay 80 you look like an 88 come on all right but yeah uh so just by just by eating better really yeah I also the the injury has has made me not be able to like properly lift anything or exercise in an, in an, in an, with more intensity yeah than a walk yeah yeah what's the uh, what's the time frame on this rip uh, this rib thing don't know i have to go get a ct scan in a couple of weeks just to so they can keep an eye on it hmm. um can you tell me know. um what's the what's what was the healthcare experience like during your covid lockdown like how did you get to the hospital what was the procedure did you need like special clearance to go further than 5k's like what's what was the situation uh, no so i just went to a gp yeah down the road yeah um so it was weird because i haven't been to the doctor in like seven years and then emma said that you could just go to the doc so i i did a teller just by chance Two days before, I had done a teleconference. Not teleconference. Why do I keep saying teleconference? That's not it's even a thing. It's just a fun word. Um, it is a thing. A tele... Health? Why can't I think of this? Telehealth uh, thing. I've... My doctor was on Zoom. Yeah. That's what it was. Anyway. Um, two days before I fell down the stairs uh, about something else. Um, Erectile and... dysfunction. Okay. I told you not on the podcast, Nick. Okay, I'm sorry. I told you not. I'll bleep that. <sighs> um, <laughs> and, yes, yeah, so then I called her up again. Uh, well, I booked another appointment, and um, she she said, I can just come in because there's no one in the in the practice. Yeah. She was like, just come in whenever you want. I didn't have to quarantine. They didn't, I don't know, it wasn't that, like, serious. Yeah. You couldn't just walk into the office. You had to ring the bell. A lady would come out, tell you to, you know, sanitize your hands, write down your thing. Then you can come in the room. Then the doctor calls you out. Mm. And I had to pee in a cup. Yeah, not the first time. Not the first. It was actually the first time, I think. That's the first time you've ever had to pee in a cup? I think so. Have you never been to a sixth health clinic? I don't even know what that is. A sexual health clinic. Um, no. Why? Wow. Is that bad? Uh, I'm good. In your I'm adult good. life, your entire sexual... I didn't even know... Is that like the same as a doctor, the normal doctor? Well, they are doctors there, but yeah, for sexual health. So, you know, getting a check for various STIs or anything like that. Um, I've never had an STI. Okay. Right. Well, first time so, peeing in a cup. Yeah. And I was worried that I wouldn't wouldn't be able to produce anything. And then I was worried 
because that's what I said to her. I was like, I don't know if I've got anything in the And she's like, you don't have to jack off. I just want you to piss in this. And you're like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's thank it. you. Thanks for clearing just, that up. <laughs> I just come back with it's sperm. A, she's like, like no. oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no it's sorry. It's 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I meant pee. Um, yeah but then but then once you start like so i thought that i wasn't gonna have anything to give her uh-huh that's bad that's, a, that's a weird way to say it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and then and then when i could feel it like i'm like oh yeah i could i've got a little bit here and then i was like worried that i'm gonna have too much yeah and then i had to i had to stop midstream which is impossible that's yeah that's what they say right you gotta piss a little bit out then stop, get some like fresh midstream piss, stop, mm. and then like cap it and and finish whatever you need to. Yeah, but it's impossible to it's impossible to stop. Mm-mm. It was I was I was really trying to be like not messy. I didn't want any like drips on the yeah yeah on the side. It's an I wanted to clean. Yeah, it's an intimidating. I wanted task. her to. I wanted her to go. Wow, you know what the village. You know what the weirdest part of it is? At the end of it, you're like. This is warm. This is a warm I cup. Know, like, I know. I know. That's the most disconcerting part of it. It's like, I know that I felt so there's bad. no drops. There's not a drop spilled. I know 100% certainty. This is a yeah. pristine clinical specimen. But it is warm. I can't deny it's it. It's warm. very warm. Yeah. When, you, when and... you normally piss into a toilet, you're not thinking, that's a warm thing. Sometimes on a metal urinal. But when, and... you're, when you're forced to hold the cup. Yeah. And I, have a, I usually have a Barocca at the start of the day. Oof. And yeah. that is radioactive green, <laughs> as they say. Yeah. Do you know why Barocca makes you piss so great? Like, Barocca's probably bullshit, by the I've way. I've never had a Barocca. You've never had a Barocca? Never had a B, uh, yeah. Um, I started taking them, like, a year ago. I don't know why. I, I think it's, like, a placebo thing. It makes me think that I'm getting vitamins. Maybe I am. Is it? But the wait, reason what? why... Is it vitamins? It's vitamins. Really? Yeah. That's weird. I thought it was like an energy drink. Mm, is it not like... energy because like... of the vitamins. Okay. Yeah. But you pit your, when, you, when you take a Barocca, you piss like radioactive, like neon green. Well, here's my question. And the reason, why, the reason for that is because it's just like an overload of vitamins that your body cannot process. That's what I was going to so say. Just, I was like, yeah. here's my question. If it's coming out a different color, that means it's not being absorbed, right? Yeah, your body's just getting too many vitamins. So it's just like, no. Uh, so it doesn't really work. But yet I still take them every day. Bizarre. Why don't you just take a multivitamin? Aren't all vitamins kind of bullshit? I know no, there's I a cloud there's, over that industry. There, there, is like, a, there is a definite... Like, there is a definite... Pseudoscience. Pseudo, well, not pseudo... Well, yeah. There's this middle ground where we know medically that our body needs certain vitamins to work. The thing mm-hmm. is, if you eat a healthy diet, I'm pretty sure that most of it's covered. You're fine. There are certain right. circumstances in which people need more. Like, if you were anemic you might need more iron or if you're pregnant you might need certain you know vitamins and that sort of thing but for the most part i think it's generally okay at the same time you might see minor benefits in certain things so it's been a little bit hard to prove i think that you know the ultimate upshot is that taking a multivitamin isn't 
going to do you any harm and who knows, maybe right. it'll do you some good, right? Mm. But there is definitely like a manipulated media market for yeah. these kind of health supplements that, you know, like do we need bread that has folate in it? Do we need, um, or, you know, like, I, I don't know if you, do you see them over there? Like there's there, there's bread loads yeah. which like added protein and you're like- uh, Omega-3. Um, well, see, and again, that's one, one of those ones where, like, omega-3s are good for the brain, but are they going to be worth it in a trace amount in a bread? Or should you have, like, a fish oil tablet? Yeah, uh, yeah it's all very hard, I agree, to sort of sort out and what is real and what isn't. Yeah, and I, and I feel like that kind of shit is just run on on people, like, anecdotal um, evidence from people, people going, oh man, I've taken this multivitamin and I, I feel amazing. But then I, you know, I actually was taking a multivitamin thing with testosterone in it for a couple of months. And have you smelt those things? Why did you, why testosterone? don't know. It was on, <laughs> honestly, because it was on special and I was like, hmm, I could probably, I wonder what that would do. Yeah, nothing. You know. No, no. If anything, like you didn't notice that wasn't a that feminine. wasn't a statement. That was a question. You didn't notice anything. No, I couldn't really notice anything. No. Yeah, the um, um it, uh, they, those might be for like elderly men when their testosterone levels drop down a bit. That might sort of level out a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I I just wanted to see what what would happen if I would you know just start getting boners all the time, which I didn't <laughs> didn't. Shame. No. Um, which is why you called up the doctor the other day. Um, I um, it was interesting. I had a, I still have actually a little bit of a cough. I had a a cold about four weeks ago, and I just still have a dry cough every now and then. And I was like, oh, I'll call up the doctor and I'll see what they said. And this is the one where I had my COVID swab and it was all negative and everything. And the doctor said, oh, post viral, you know, coughs they can take up to six weeks to go away. Oh, six weeks. Um, I could give you some, uh, like a script for some cough medicine, but it's $30 and it's totally useless. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> said, yeah, it's totally useless. doesn't do anything. But, it, you know, oh, if you wanted it what? to feel better, then I can give you the script. I was like, well, I mean, thank you for, <laughs> thank you for your honesty. She's like, yeah, the only thing that will actually help with your cough is take a teaspoon of honey every now and then. That's the only thing that's actually been shown to have Why? any kind of minor, you know, effect on quelling a cough, but don't spend your money on Robitussin. And I was like, all righty. What? Cool. Did you look that up? I haven't looked it up, no. What's but, honey got in it? I don't know. Bee piss. <laughs> it's thick. <laughs> Must be good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, should we talk? Sorry, <laughs> Sorry that was... <laughs> That one took me a second. That was, that was a, a good callback, callback I wasn't really yeah, I wasn't ready for. Um, did you want some science news? Yeah. I really do, actually. Oh shit, I I need to say play the jingle. It's that time. Time for science news. Okay. 
this one I just spotted on my list because it seems relevant to what we're talking about, okay? This is this is a loosey-goosey episode, but here, here's your thematic resonance. Uh, this is an article uh, in the MIT Technology Review. The title is, mm-hmm. If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? Turns out, it's just chance. The most successful people are not the most talented, just the luckiest. A new computer model of wealth creation confirms. Taking that into account can maximize return on many kinds of investment. So... This is an article basically explaining that billionaires are not so much smarter and better than everyone else. They just fell into it. The distribution of wealth follows a well-known pattern sometimes called the 80-20 rule. 80% of the wealth is owned by 20% of the people. Indeed, a report last year concluded that just eight men had a total wealth equivalent to that of the world's poorest 3.8 billion people. This seems to occur in all societies at all scales. It's a well-studied phenomenon. Um... But the question of the distribution of wealth is among the most controversial because it raises issues about fairness and merit. Why should so few people have so much wealth? The conventional answer is that we live in a meritocracy in which people are rewarded for their talent, intelligence, effort, and so on. Over time, many people think this translates into a wealth distribution that we observe. But there's a problem with this idea. The wealth distribution follows a power law and a normal distribution that's symmetric about an average value. For example... Intelligence, as measured by IQ tests, follows the pattern. Average IQ is 100, but no one has an IQ of 1,000 or 10,000. The same is true of effort, as measured by hours worked. Some people work more hours than average, and some work less, but nobody works a billion times more hours than anyone else. And yet, when it comes to the rewards for this work, some people do have billions of times more wealth than other people. And what's more, numerous studies have shown that the wealthiest people are generally not the most talented by other measures. So what determines what how people become wealthy? Basically, some uh, scientists in the University of Catania in Italy created a computer model of human talent and the way people use it to exploit opportunities in life and then studied the role of chance in this process. The results were somewhat eye-opening. They accurately reproduced the wealth distribution of the real world, but the wealthiest individuals were not the most talented though they must have a certain baseline level of talent, they are the luckiest. Um, Even if uh, those billionaires like Rupert Murdoch or Jeff Bezos or whatever would like to claim that their talent got them there, it is probably not that. Hmm. I was just thinking um, while you're saying that, that that resonates with me a little bit just as um, as a seasoned Monopoly player. Um, that whenever I've I've always thought that when the games that I've won have always been the times I've just got fallen luckily on you know the right properties. Well, exactly. I mean that game almost explicitly makes it manifest. Right? It's a dice roll. It's literally a dice roll where where you land. Do you land on a opportunity, an unowned um, plot of land, or do you land on a property that's been owned by someone else and have to pay for the privilege right it, it's a very <laughs> i suppose representative in that respect um, there's a few stages model. of luck like you're going to be lucky about where you're born um in what country like so where, where where you're born when you're born um and yeah i guess i guess life is kind of just luck isn't it i'm i struggle with with um with 
recognizing and appreciating that I was born when I was born and where I was born. Like it's when you think about it for a second, it's incredibly lucky. It's incredibly lucky that we can just that we can have this conversation that you and I both got really lucky in where we were. We we couldn't have just it's not just geographically where we were born. There's forever on on this side on the past and there's forever in the future that we could have also been born. Um and yet we're talking about this right now. Like what are the chances that you and I are having this conversation right now yeah. out of any point in history? But the thing which I think makes that so difficult to comprehend is actually that it's impossible to imagine yourself without having grown up from day dot in the circumstances that you did, right? Because if you were you 200 years ago or you were yeah. you in a dirt poor, you know, blue collar family, then it wouldn't be you having these thoughts. You would have experienced True. a life completely different, right? And that's what makes it so hard to appreciate the luckiness of it is because implicit in that is the consequences of your luck. The brain that is yeah. trying to wrap your head around your circumstances is one formed by the circumstances itself. Totally. Yeah. Well put. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, it's, it's our brains just cannot, it's one thing that our brains cannot fathom is not being th- that brain. Yeah. We, it's just, it's like trying to contemplate, you know, the size of the universe. Your brain cannot do it. Well, that's it why like empathy is such a valuable skill, right? Because that is the the closest that our, you know, limited human brains can get to an understanding of other people, right? Mm. That's why it's so difficult. It's it's forcing yourself to put yourself in other people's shoes to imagine a situation that isn't yours, you know? Right. Yeah. But I mean, I think the for the billionaires, you mean you got to I get that that luck and chance plays a huge role. And I'm sure some of them would acknowledge that. But, I mean, you also have to make use of your luck. Yeah, that is one of the reasons that it's only eight people who have that wealth, right? It's because it was a combination not just of opportunity, but of of some degree of baseline talent and some degree of luck, right? Like, there are people who have opportunities, right. but for systemic reasons or financial reasons or emotional reasons, unable to capitalize on them and, Mm. or for moral reasons, you know, some degree of political acumen or, you know, power or financial success does require a degree of ruthlessness. And that might self-select out like a bunch of people who are like, I'm not going to fuck over that person or I don't see the way to be capitalizing on that as valid because it requires hurting other people or, you know, kicking the ladder out from underneath me. That's, you know, a generality. But at the same time, it, I think it is true that that combination of factors to create billionaires does depend on the person as well that gets that choice. Totally. Well, if you want to have your chance at becoming a billionaire, you should probably spend less time 
listening to us, to be honest. It's probably not a not a great use. You should be getting up at 5 a.m. and drinking your fucking Sultana smoothies. Um, but for the rest of us who are just going to live a happy and fulfilled life without, you know, that kind of obsessive need for immense wealth, you can just keep listening to this show. It's at deepfort.podbean.com. It's on the podcast feed. Just keep scrolling down. Um, Facebook.com slash deepfort. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on SoundCloud. You can send your questions and comments to deepfort at gmail.com and we will we will be sure to answer them. Um, and in fact, you know, some people have been getting in touch with us quite recently. Um, isn't that right, Michael? Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we've been... Nick and I have been doing this podcast for almost seven years. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, six and a half years. Fucking hell. Long time. Well, we've often joked that we're the longest... We're the longest running podcast with the fewest amount of with the, few, with the lowest listenership out there. Which because longevity is kind of correlated to how the amount of people. Like it's it's kind of impressive how far we've gone with how few of you are actually listening. Which is why you're so magical and exciting and appreciated for being here. Yeah, and um, and so. Over the years, we've been making up sponsors. John West has famously sponsored this podcast hundreds of times. Um, hundreds of times. They still, they still are <laughs> the best. John West, the best. But anyway, we got a we, we got a legitimate brush legitimate. with um, <laughs> with success. Um, I don't know. I think you should. I think you should say because you got the email. Because I don't have access. Famously to well, that email account. Yeah, it's, it just try and keep things sort of secure. Um, yeah. The uh, so the other day, uh, all this changed for us. All all <laughs> those years in which our support was self generated, uh, they came to a screeching halt, and we entered a new era, an era of legitimacy, an era of enthusiasm, and an era of uh, support the likes of which we have never seen before. Um, certainly not from each other to each other. Uh, <laughs> we were approached by an interested party, asking a, a big, in, a, by the a big, big player, a big name. In the game. You've probably heard of it name. before. Um, <sighs> it was a pretty exciting email. I'm not going to lie, a pretty exciting email. I, te- I texted my mum. I texted your mum as well, and she said, "Not now, Michael's texting." Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, the, uh, the 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 amazing folks over at Manscaping Manscaping dot com. Um, manscaped. It's fucking manscaped. It's not manscaping. This is why. I don't. This know is fucking why. Necessarily. Did you address them as? Did you address this email? Did you or did you not reply to this email, Nick? Dear Manscaping, when they had <laughs> clearly manscaped. I uh, look. I was going from memory. I, I'll bring up the email now. Um, how about I just read it for you? Hey, hi, Deep Thought Pod. I'm on the podcast marketing team at Manscaped. I was hoping to connect with you for the potential of a partnership. If interested, please follow up with me and send over your link to podcasts and socials, demographics, average number of downloads per episode. Thank you. Hope to talk soon. 
that was uh from the wonderful team over at manscaped manscaped of course as you all well know delivers a higher quality range of body grooming um, kits and i think that they saw in deep thought not just a need for some degree of body care but a desire a desire to (laughs) fit i suppose the maybe unrealistic expectations of masculine beauty Mm. onto the schlubby untalented forms of michael and myself and look you might have already spotted what some would charitably call the problem which was (laughs) they did want to know a lot of details about our podcast and you know we're very proud of deep fort and all that it's accomplished very Um, proud lots of lots of social love i don't think that was a problem lot you know some big posts there in the past couple of weeks um, a lot of good chat a lot of good folks out there it's amazing how far you can reach a lot of engagement a lot of engage wasn't concerned about that demographics well gosh that's your sweet spot for manscaped.com manscaped Please. what are they looking for they're looking for men and let me tell you yeah. it's mostly men a couple <laughs> it is. of men right here couple of men, couple of perfect specimens needing a little oh, yeah. bit of body grooming. The problem was that last one. <laughs> the average number of downloads per episode. Because yeah. I suppose implicit in the idea of a marketing opportunity is the idea that there is some return on investment. Yeah. I <sighs> think I, I don't okay, first of all, I don't think you should say what the what what it is, what what the number that they wanted us to hit. Was because, first of all, it's embarrassing, <laughs> and second of all, I think I think we can do this. You think we can do it? I think we can fucking do this, and here's how we're gonna do it. Okay. I think we can do it. We can go through the back. Okay. And we can we can do it the back way. Uh-huh. We can. I think, regardless of us. Actually, being in agreement with Manscaped, uh-huh. I think we should every week read out an ad for Manscaped and oh. get, you know, maybe we get a couple of our followers or listeners uh-huh. to tweet hashtag Deep Fort Manscaped uh-huh. or maybe maybe uh, hashtag uh, Manscaped Deep Fort. That'd be good. And uh-huh. at them, you know, at all the relevant parties. Uh-huh. And maybe we can we can fucking do this. And we can get our first ad uh-huh. on Deep Fort that isn't made up. Here's, but in the meantime, we'll be, we will be making it up. We will be making it up. Here's yeah. my question with this. Are we not... Do we not need to play a little bit hard to get here? Is not our tactic. Should we oh, not yeah. be so willful in just giving away what is a very valuable audience for Mm -hmm. free to a company that to be honest has not shown us the respect to give us free shit just because we don't hit x number of downloads should we play a little bit more like oh shouldn't we be here's my thought shouldn't we promote their direct competitors and Sort of make a bit of a point of like, oh, you don't want to come to play? Well, maybe. That's 
something. Maybe you should go and buy a wool razor. Oh, wool shavers. W-A-H-L. Oh, terrific German engineering. Very close to the skin. Allows me to basically trim all that you see here with complete precision, complete, uh, you know, ease of use, easily washed, easily uh, maintained, and the confidence of German engineering. That's wall razors. Mm-hmm. Nick, did you know that 85% of women think bad grooming is a major turnoff? I didn't know that, uh, Michael. Not only that, 80% of women think that men should trim below the belt. And let me hit you with this last frightening statistic 89 percent of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success that's absolutely fascinating yeah so wall wall are you waiting for wall are you waiting for and <laughs> <laughs> uh and i think that actually let's um let's be fucking bitter exes is fr- frankly yeah. my approach to this Um, I want to see from all of you at home a commensurate spike in wool sales and I want to fucking crush these manscaped pricks. I want to make them rue the day they ruled us out just for not having a fairly small amount of downloads, if I'm completely honest with you. A quite reasonable (laughs) amount to expect if you were a marketing executive. But I'm, 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 they're dead to me. I'm happy grooming my dick with a wall razor and you can put it on the box. Love a wall. Also, if you're going to do that, if you're going to buy a wall razor, I mean, send them a follow-up email saying why and say that. Because yeah, if yeah. You, we don't, it's not going to mean anything. It's not going to mean anything. You've got Dick to. Fort said to you. We, ideally, we want Wall to be going, oh, who are these? Uh, the German, did you say? The Germans, yeah. Do the German accent. Who, who is this Dipford podcast? And why are we getting so many customers from this Dipford podcast? And then they look us up. And they go, so hi, Dipford. You sound like Borat now. Eh, you're still you're writing the line. We weren't aware of you, but now, after we've had a spike in sales, we were very interested in a collaboration. Would you and like then... a million dollars? <laughs> That's yeah. That's my expectation. They'll give us one million dollars. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, down with Manscaped, up with Wall, unless yeah. Manscaped... Come back. Come or back. we hit... The number of downloads necessary and we'll go back to them and say ignore this this is just this is an example of the kind of irreverent comedic styles that manscaped and its associated demographics really respond to can i just say that the the um the criteria wasn't that ridiculous i mean no. we i think if we had one the thing is i don't know do you want would you even want this podcast to be bigger than it is? <laughs> I, like, I don't even know that. This, this ties back into what we're just talking about. My brain cannot conceive of a world in which we have the, no- <laughs> the, number-, <laughs> the number of downloads necessary to have a legitimate sponsor. <laughs> so it requires, it requires a complete utter like ground up reinvention of of my life to this point that, that is so depressing to he said 
<laughs> but I also completely agree. 